Welcome to Here's What You Do, an advice podcast from an optimist, a pessimist, and a nihilist who managed to start a company together. And even that decision took a few years. I'm Steven. I've been called an optimist, but I prefer passionate. Gross. I'm Ryan. I've been called a pessimist, but I prefer pragmatic. And I'm Shane. I've been called a nihilist, but I prefer existentially grounded. Uh, before we get into this week's episode, we should probably talk about last week. If you listened to the episode last week, early days, uh, you probably noticed one of the questions was different. That's because well, we may have been a little flippant with some of our advice, and uh, we decided to swap it out with a different question. Thing is, you know, it's it's early days in this podcast, and we're still sort of towing the line between which questions are fun which questions are more serious. And that has led to occasionally being a little goofy in questions that maybe require more serious answers. If you didn't know, the question was about a guy who approached a girl in a mall and asked if she wanted a bite of his ice cream cone, which uh, is a very strange situation. And uh, realizing that that's not exactly the easiest if I were a woman. Uh, some people in our, our fan base pointed out that you know, that is a scary situation for some people. And we perhaps were giving advice that uh, we could have not been well heeded. Um, yeah, could have been potentially harmful or dangerous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, which is not what we intend to do here. I do apologize uh, for my flippant use of the word stalking. That's something that just being a dude have not had to worry about in my own personal life. And it's something that I think that we are all definitely aware of now. Uh, having had that conversation and hearing all the feedback. It's a good, valuable lesson in, I think, uh, listening to people, learning, trying to, you know, not be super defensive about stuff and realizing that uh, if people say, hey, oh, maybe rethink that, then rethinking it. Uh, so we did swap out that question with a question that was arguably uh, a lot dumber, uh, perhaps yeah. not as weighty. <laughs> um, I also think it's definitely a lesson in looking beyond your own perspective oh, we are sure. three men so to not look beyond that perspective and to see how that situation could have been potentially dangerous for a woman is uh was an oversight on our part so uh, yeah it's very strange because i you know i think about that a lot when i you know i i run at night all the time and that is a uh, something i'm very con i'm like well this is great that i'm able to do this because you know you try to be conscious of that. But even when we were having that discussion, I, I, it didn't occur to me. I was like, I think I called out the fact that it was creepy behavior, but it was kind still, of, it was kind of encased it was, in a joke. Yeah. It was like all, a joke sandwich. I do want to add uh, the terminology that I had used. I had described some behavior that I had in high school as stalking. And so when you said stalking, what was the behavior that you were actually referring to? Yeah. I mean, the thing is I was referring to, you know, meeting her after band practice. I was referring to, you know, like the bell rings. I'm like, oh, hey, how's it going? Uh, and I jokingly use the term stalking uh, and it's something that I, I shouldn't joke about. And uh, the way I used it does not at all represent the reality that many people have with that word. And so um, I was definitely using jokey terminology for behavior that was simply just courting. I should have just used a different word. So we kind of joked of it as stalking, even though that's not something that you should joke about. Uh, if you were confused as to why the episode was late last week, or if you heard that and then it vanished and you thought, well, what? I could have sworn I heard them give horrible advice. Where did it go? That's where it went. Yeah. We banished it to hell. 
because uh, we didn't want anyone listening to it and then thinking like, well, is that something I should do? Talk to strangers at a mall? Don't do that. Yeah. Uh, okay, without further ado, let's get into this week's questions. And today's topics are weird pets, quarantine snacks, and friendship breakups, mm. not relationship breakups. Juicy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> very juicy. A, a topic not that is uh, that is not well navigated or well friendship. covered, I should say. Friendship breakups? No, I don't think so. Friendships. You have something to say to me, Shane? You you. you you, you, you had a pause there and you looked off in a certain way after you said right. true. That made me feel a certain way that, is there something coming my way? Well, that I, I mean, we'll get to about? it. I'm just trying to think if I've had friendship breakups. I suppose I have, but I'll, I'll have to get to that when we cross if that. If you bridge. haven't yet, we could start now. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Steven's ready to lay it down. Um, All about new experiences. If you would like to submit something for a future episode, you can go to patreon.com slash watcher, or you can email it uh, either, either as yourself or anonymously. Just let us know at hwydpod at gmail.com. Uh, well, our first question is not about that at all. I don't remember where this is from. I think it might be an email. Manzabel is who this is from. Mm. Manzabel says, okay. question. I keep weird pets. I have snakes, two, and tarantulas, 14. Sometimes, oh, wow, that's a lot. Okay. Guys, reserve judgment. Sometimes when I bring it up, people like to make jokes, and there's some heavy quotations around that, there's about how they would marks. kill my pets, flush them down the toilet, set them on fire, etc. I'm really not yeah. okay with these jokes, but it's like those people's default responses. Should I... Just stop telling people what I have. Say, oh, yeah, mm. I have weird pets and let them fill in the blanks. For the record, I don't bring it up randomly, but if it comes up, I haven't lied about it yet. Best of luck with Watcher, Manzabel. By the way, I said, whoa, not because of judgment, but I was thinking about the number of legs that were involved in this person's oh. pet. Oh, uh, I, will, I will definitely. Ad well, it's, a, it's, it's 114. 114. And, and I would definitely zero admit, legs. I said, I said, I said, well, out of judgment for sure. Oh, <laughs> no, 100, 112. Oh, so, sorry, so 112. Okay. Wow. I guess we're a couple of math guys. I was thinking snakes. Each, each snake is one leg. So, uh, oh, you know what? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Right. Yep. Right. Yep. A snake is technically a leg. People know. <laughs> as everyone knows. Well, Steven, didn't you know that snakes actually have tiny little legs that are almost invisible to the human eye that help them move across the ground oh so how many legs does a snake really have at least a million <laughs> <laughs> a million tiny little legs it's it's like a little it's like a giant centipede <laughs> yeah obviously it's interesting um, that um, many... manzabelle has chosen animals that have lots of legs and no legs well yeah also nothing in between don't snakes eat tarantulas i don't know that they would i don't know that i don't know a while ago, I stumbled upon a video of someone, They would, like their channel was just them feeding their snake. Um, hmm. And it Ooh. felt like serial killer content. Mm -hmm. It was like, um, the guy would be like, I got a rabbit. And he'd throw the rabbit oh, in, the, yeah. in the snake tank. And the snake would eat it, and the guy would just—he just hear, heard like heavy breathing, and he'd be like, "Yeah, yeah," <laughs> like Mike <laughs> I, Myers. I didn't like that. Mm, I don't um, like it. 
but it's certainly a community out there uh, that I don't want to be a part of. Um, I chose this question because I, um, for the duration of my childhood, had a lot of, I guess, quote unquote, weird pets. Uh, and by that, Let's I mean not, not cats or dogs. Let me... And granted, these aren't weird so much as they're just not your use. It's like a parade of pets here. I had several fish, a lot of fish, nonstop fish. I had um, a, a little hamster named Checkers. I had another hamster after Checkers died named Cinnamon. Uh, Cinnamon mm. died in a like he lived for, I want to say, three to four weeks and then died immediately. So I don't know what his yeah. deal was. Uh, then I got a guinea pig named Trooper. We had uh, two chameleons. We had um, hmm. two cockatiels. Uh, we had a parrot. Uh, not all at the same time. These are all sort of overlapping over the course of, of many, many years. Um, and it sort of, sort of all died down after my parrot died in 2005, I think. Um, which we don't need to get into. Regular Dr. Doolittle over there. Yeah. That's but, crazy. Um, uh, but never at one time did I have snakes or tarantulas. Um, and certainly those kind of pets do have stigmas with them, I'd say. Um, I don't yeah. particularly... Uh, I'm not afraid of those things. I would never want them in my home. And Here's the thing. 14's a large number. <laughs> Indeed it is. First off, I don't think any of your pets were weird, Shane. No, no. It was just a lot. It was a lot. I will say that what to me, to me, what constitutes a weird pet is let's say if you lived in an apartment, uh, you lived in a, a big apartment building. What constitutes a weird pet is if you live in an apartment building and your pet gets loose in the apartment building and everyone is concerned. That's a weird pet. Hmm. 14 tarantulas on the loose. I'm concerned. Two snakes yeah. on the loose. I am very concerned. Yeah. Uh, like if, if little so, checkers got out and there was a funny little hamster running around, everyone would say, ha, yeah, that's, ha, that's a, very fun. We better put out a, a little strawberry. <laughs> Maybe lure him back to his funny little cage. <laughs> or uh, he's my pet now. You know, oh, that, that, that too. Sure. Oh, wow. Checkers is I actually, Checkers belongs to me. It just, I was just reminded, uh, there was a, this is a, a bit of a tangent, but my freshman year of college, I lived in a dorm with one of my best friends and, um, yeah. someone on our dorm floor was like, I bought a mouse. Have I told you this story? <laughs> yes, you have story. told me this story. <laughs> he, someone on our floor bought a mouse and, um, he he was like, I can't deal with this mouse anymore. Do you guys want this mouse? And we were like, hell yeah. He was like, I've got the cage. I've got everything. You know, it gets a wonderful little home. Uh, it's all, all included. And I was like, great. So me and my friend got this mouse. And the mouse uh, was nocturnal. It just did not occur to us. Very nocturnal. Uh, ran on his little wheel every night. And after <laughs> two days, we were like, hey, do you want this uh, mouse back? And the guy was like, no, I absolutely do not. Um, so we took it up to the fourth floor because we were on the second floor and we put a sign on it that said, I need a home. And we left it there. Oh, man. I assume somebody took it. He had a wonderful little cage and everything. 
Hope wow, could, that really bummed me out. I hope they didn't like throw it in the trash. Anyway, I'm sure the mouse uh, found a home. Yeah, yeah, somebody, home yeah, yeah, yeah. Was a grave. Or, yeah, or a janitor just came by and just chucked it in the whole cage into the garbage. That's probably what happened. Yeah, you could say, yeah, I've got uh, pets. I've got a snake and a tarantula because that's technically true. Maybe just tell people you have a snake and a tarantula because you do have one snake and you do have one tarantula. If these people are constantly giving you guff about having 14 tarantulas, maybe find better friends or tell them, hey, I really love all my 14 tarantulas and I can definitely tell them apart. That is, that is interesting. Ken, do you think that she can tell them apart? Well, they have personalities probably, Steven. You know, one's creepy and the next one's creepier. And then the one that, do you think there's one one that like sits up like on, on top of like a rock, like a brooding tarantula who like looks out like an emo one. Hmm. Oh, he's like wearing a beret or something. Like a little skateboard tarantula. And one of them is listening to fallout boy. Tarantula. Do you think she puts bandanas on their legs? That's actually not a bad, like a little paint mark. Is that a little (laughs) nail polish? (laughs) Man, also another good measure. This is probably even a better measure for the whether or not your pet's weird. If your pet got hit by like that giant uh, ray gun from Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, except it made the animal extremely large, Mm -hmm. how scary that animal would be. Yeah. I can't Mm -hmm. think of an animal that would be more scary than a... (laughs) A snake or a tarantula that was enormous. Oh my god! Even just thinking of a tarantula that's huge makes my—I get a, a palpable sense of fear and dread inside my stomach. Ron, have you ever uh, seen the motion picture *Enemy*, starring Jake it, Gyllenhaal? I haven't, but I've seen *Eight-Legged Freaks* and I've seen. Uh, uh, there was another. Oh, now I remember the one that really got me. Remember *Cloverfield*? Oh hell yeah! Those big, like, li- the lice-type things that fell off of it. Yeah, the, uh, no, the, yeah, the, uh, when they were in the in the subway tunnel and they turn on night vision and you just see yeah, all the no eyes good. on the roof from the spiders. <laughs> um, but I will say, going back, oh, wait, what did you have to say about Enemy? I would just, uh, well, see Enemy, it's weird. It's one of <laughs> Villeneuve's weirder ones. Um, there's giant tarantulas in it. Um, th- I, you know, man, look, uh, 14 tarantulas is, you got to know when you get 14 tarantulas that you're going to be a bit of an iconoclast, you know? Mm-hmm. You're going to, people are going to say things in the same way that if anyone had 14 of any kind of pet, if I have 14 yeah, dogs, true. people will say, oh, uh, just a funny joke, but maybe you should drown some of those dogs or throw them down a well. You know, people <laughs> are mean. Um, so, yeah, it's it's probably less about the fact that you have weird pets and more about the fact that you have 14 of them. And just I own think it. it also just might be, be proud, about the pets. You know, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to try it and certainly sugarcoat is. this. It's definitely, well, look, it's definitely uh, about the pets. It certainly is. Uh, <laughs> it certainly is. Uh, can I chime in here? Yeah, I, I, I have one more question oh, though. Uh-huh. I, I have a question that is: okay. is it is it odd to you guys how much people are asking what pet she has? How often are people asking you what kind of pet do you have? I mean, she's probably covered in spider bites. Well, no, no I don't know about that. I think <laughs> people are like, "Oh, hey, check out my dog on my screensaver," and she's like, "Oh, check out my fourteen tarantulas on mine," and then that's when it's what's weird. I want to see a photo of 14 yeah. tarantulas. I'm going to look it I up. don't want to see a photo of that. I will say that you just got to accept that it's a choice you've made and you enjoy the choice, but 
the general public may not enjoy the choice that much. It doesn't make it wrong, but it does mean you have to get used to a certain amount of yeah. uh, gross, I, very slimy, lots of eyes mm, kind of mm. comments. And also, I, I'll, I'll say this and then what we'll, Stephen, <coughs> mm-hmm. <coughs> sorry, I, I'm choking on a Annie, <coughs> cheddar rabbit. Um, uh, people are repulsed by spiders and snakes. That's the story of man. You know, when mm-hmm. we were living in caves, we had to kill those things uh, so they didn't attack our babies. It makes sense. Right. So it's a primordial thing that you're dealing with here. It's biblical. Don't be offended by the fact that people are creeped out by what are obviously creepy pets. It doesn't make think- you a creep, but, you know, this is just, this is how it goes. It's in the great book, isn't it? Jesus hates snakes, doesn't he? Jesus fucking the, hated snakes. The right? Garden of Eden, the snake that has the forbidden fruit. Yeah, didn't Jesus that, uh, like beat that up or something? I don't know if Jesus hated snakes because there was a story. <laughs> See, in, you, give us, give us the, the download Bible here. What was his deal with snakes? Did, oh, didn't he JC play a little flute and, and they all came out of the town or something? <laughs> Sorry, I froze for a second. What happened? Oh. What's Jesus's history with snakes? Uh, I don't know. Well, Jesus and the serpent. Our what enemies. did he do? Whoa, whoa, what was that all about? The ser- well, the serpent is a symbol of how the devil would speak to Jesus. But in the Bible, there's stories of you know Aaron, who was Moses's brother, who had a staff and threw it to the ground and it turned to a snake. So, ooh, that's scary. Uh, there's things like that happening. But yes, generally speaking, uh, a serpent is a symbol of uh, the the darker side of things, which is a bummer because snakes are sweeties. Are they? I mean, most of I mean, obviously, look. Well, yeah, like, they're just doing their thing. The fact that they're venomous does not make them awful. <laughs> In the same way that people are like, sharks are bad because they eat people. It's like, well, maybe we shouldn't be rolling around looking like seals in the ocean. Yeah, well, also, mm. maybe you shouldn't own snakes then. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's the that's argument. Certainly a conversation to be had. But maybe they just, I mean, <laughs> these could be like, you know, garter snakes or... You know, so right, corn, right. corn snakes, They're something probably perfectly harmless. Not poisonous. Yeah. yeah. So Look, um, I will I, I will say, um, just to wrap up my end of it, I have dealt with many awkward situations when I say things that people don't like or people just, you know, like, and it's not like, I would say it's not something wrong with me, but my personality can rub people the wrong way, as is, you know, anybody's personality with anybody else. And so the way I've combated that, and so I'm not going to get into the, like, the morality of owning a snake in tarantulas, uh, which I think we've spent enough time discussing. But I will say I have felt that sense of shame or hurt when somebody makes jokes like that. And the way that I combat that is I say, oh, that hurt. Like you just call it out and acknowledge it right away. And that actually is really helpful to begin a conversation around what it is that is actually, you know, affecting you. Um, because if you don't say anything, it's going to build up and fester. Then you're going to go home and think about it. And then by the time you do bring it up to a friend, it's almost like you feel kind of weird because it feels like it's too late. So, Especially because um, you're saying it to them at the funeral when you're, <laughs> you know, after you buried them. When you're burying them in snakes. No, yeah. no, no, no. But I do think it's... No, that is this, true. I, it's it's uh, it's uh, part of an ongoing thing. I, I, I like that you found an, a genuinely uh, wholesome answer here. But when you do do that, 
it's like a it's like a weird thing that triggers an empathy thing in someone and it's like <laughs> yeah all, all i have found in my life is that growing older is just uh, a journey and becoming more empathetic with every single thing that you do in your life uh you would hope so yes i mean well yes it would be worse to go the other direction <laughs> which yeah. some people i'm sure do uh yeah uh that's yes um but um yeah like if if you are level with someone and are like mm -hmm. well that hurt my feelings then let them marinate on that <laughs> and mm -hmm. see what they do with it yeah 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 i'm trying to think of what i would say if someone said well i don't know if i would <laughs> here's the thing i don't think i would say to some if she were to say to me like i have 14 tarantulas i don't think i would say <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I'd this say, person oh, should set I mean, that sounds just nuts. Those on Throw fire. them in the garbage. <laughs> like, that's mean. That's right. right. Could you imagine substituting just snakes out for like, oh, I have two, you know, little dachshunds like I do. And then someone said, you should set those bad boys on fire. Like, you know what you should like, do? What? Drop a car battery on them. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I, you should I would, do with those so lovely confused. little things that you love. Kill them. But I can't. I can't promise that if someone said, I have 14 tarantulas, I wouldn't go, oh, I, I would make a noise for sure. Like that's a, for sure. It's a jarring sure. thing to hear. Well, uh, I think we've landed on something there. Level with I do them. I think so. Yeah. You know, tell, tell them that you love these things. These wonderful. You could also work on your delivery too. Agreed. Agreed. Sure. How, you on that. how you say 14 tarantulas, because that's a jarring thing to hear. So it's kind of like, you got to work that in very very strategically like i have you know 13 more tarantulas than one or something like or do you that. just slip it in uh, conversation like oh i just peed on your clothing like you just slip it in there so that they're like yeah. whoa yeah. what yeah, yeah that's about? it you know don't make a big right. deal out of it right did you say i have 13 more tarantulas than one yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's good. All right. Uh, you got to sneak it in there. You got to, you can't just come out and be like, I got 14 tarantulas. You're going to get a crazy reaction no matter how you slice that, that's that, true. that, that apple up. Uh, All right. Thank you, man. Good luck with that. We hope, we hope you, uh, and, and we hope your, your wonderful little creatures are doing well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, we, we wish nothing I, but I the best for you and your little gang of creepy crawlies. Oh, creepy crawlies used to be such. I used to play with those all the time. They're it was very a, fun when you can make them out of like the rubber. Yeah, the rubber. Yeah, oh, you make great. them in a little goo factory. It's so yeah, good. The goo factory. Oh man, do they still Anyways, sell those? Creepy. I wish they did. Nineties kids remember. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, question two, which I will uh, read to you, but before so. Uh, a note from our sponsor. That's great. Yeah, that product, that product's all, that product's yeah. all right. Awesome. All right, so this question comes from Patreon. So if you want to submit questions there, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash watcher. And it's from Tia Grace. And she says, I can't stop eating all my quarantine snacks. Please help. By the Ooh, way, you're, there you're were there the were choir. no um there were no punctuation marks here. I just added them ad lib, but I feel mm. you. I feel you. Yeah, um, this yes. is a, a major issue I have found uh, myself in, uh, and I gotta say, you're not alone. First of all, and secondly, what's wrong with a little bit of snacking? One thing I do though, if you really are trying to like slow down your your snacking. 
One thing that I do do though is I will make sure that I put snacks that I will definitely want to eat in places where I wouldn't even think to look. So <laughs> Shane's giving me the weirdest look on the Zoom call right you now. You hide your. <laughs> you put like little baby carrots in your sneakers. <laughs> what? <laughs> By the way, you saying? can actually contract COVID. Uh, they COVID nineteen <laughs> can actually go on people's feet. We, they just did some research today. They found that out. It's like, uh, so don't put your uh, your carrots in your sneakers. R.I.P. Um, Quentin Tarantino, yeah. I guess. Ooh. Yeah, I guess so, man. That guy had all his foot contents out the window. <laughs> all right. Uh, what are you talking about, Stephen? Where are you putting snacks? Wait, you... I want to make sure I'm understanding this right yes. so I Go don't... Ahead. I'm not mishearing you here. You're telling me that you mm-hmm. hide snacks from yourself mm-hmm. around your house. You create a little snack Easter egg hunt in your own home, much yes. like... like uh, when when your, your crazy uncle wants his bottle of Jack and they had to hide it from him so he couldn't get to it. You got to make that, yourself that's work for it. Yes. So How do you forget, l- l- though? Do you let, let, me, them... let me break it down. Okay, all let right. me break it down for you. So you know when you're on social media and then you're just on it and on it and, on, and you just realize like five hours passed. Well, this is not that extreme, but you just like have realized that so much time has passed and you've wasted like time scrolling on your feed. Right. So what yeah, you do is yeah, you just you. delete the app. You delete the apps that you're, and then and then when your your finger swipes over to the app and it goes to touch it, you're like, oh, it's not there anymore. I need to break this habit. And just like that, I'm training my mind when I open the cabinet to eat my Oreo or whatever it is. Like, oh, it's not there. And that's because I hid it from myself to maintain self control. So you're it's, buying, it's, it's, you're buying snacks and then immediately hiding them from yourself. <laughs> Here's how, how you take snacks. it one step further. You go to every grocery store within your 10 block radius, Stephen, <laughs> and you hide all of the snacks that you like at that grocery store from yourself. So no one could have them and you'll never no, get tempted. It's like, it's like the thing on your iPhone when it says like, are you sure you want to continue using this app even though you hit your time limit? It's like, okay, I'm going to indulge if I really hit that 15 more minutes, but if I don't hit that, then I can stop myself. Like I still give myself the option to eat it if I really want to, but I'm just stopping my brain. That's trained to go to the pantry and open that, that one drawer open drawer, 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 drawer. I don't know how I said that drawer, 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 drawer. That's all I say on the sound. (laughs) What's your weapon of choice, by the way, before we get too into the woods here, are you talking snack wise? Yeah, Steven, I'm curious. Because mm-hmm. what's, what's a snack that's so irresistible you have to hide it from yourself? I don't have many weaknesses, but I will say that there's something about Pocky that just gets me. Ooh, those are good. Those are also, really good. Also, saltines. What flavor? Uh, oh, I mean, any flavor of Pocky. They're all great. No, that's not true. You know there's one flavor that really does it for you. Uh, I guess green tea. I mean, green tea, everything does it for me. Yeah, you do love green tea matcha and all that stuff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's my answer. That's interesting. The hiding. Though, one time I got really, really drunk, and I thought it would be really funny if I hid my keys for myself tomorrow because <laughs> I won't remember this. And when I wake up, I'm going to be like, where the hell are my keys? But there'll be something inside me that will think, I know where these are. And so I did that, I guess. I don't know why I did this. 
And I woke up the next morning and I actually had to go somewhere the next morning and I could not find my fucking keys. <laughs> and where I had hid them was, you know, on your mattress on the bottom of like, like, uh, sometimes it's like on the bottom of like the, uh, not the, what is it? I'm forgetting the name, box spring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's hooks that are kind of like in the spring to keep like the mattress up. There's like a there's the spring element. I basically what I did was I hooked the keys onto the box spring. What? It took me so goddamn long to find those keys, but I won't lie. When I did find them, I did giggle a little bit. It was pretty funny. <laughs> so uh, your twist on Stephen's approach then would be to buy a bunch of snacks, get yeah. blackout drunk, exactly. hide the snacks all over the apartment. So you. I, I mean, I think. The moral of that story was that we are our own worst enemy. I'm not <laughs> <Yeah>. personally. <laughs> Speak for yourselves, please. Except Stevens actually had like a good reason behind it. Mine was just for the <laughs> LOLs for myself, apparently. And you I didn't even think it was that funny yourself. when I found it. <laughs> and then I found it and I did think it was kind of funny. <laughs> Ryan, the what's moment, your, I was like, what's I'm your idiot. snack approach here, though? That, that oh, little yes, yes. set of shenanigans aside. How, how are you approaching uh, quarantine snacking? I mean, I am snacking, but I'm just doing my best to do it in moderation. I think what you were saying, uh, I think going back to what Shane said before about growing up is developing more empathy. It's also learning how to do things in moderation. And I think snacking is not a bad thing as long as you don't overdo it. Uh, you could say maybe like, here's my snack for today. I will eat this snack. And then the next day you eat a different snack or you, you know, just don't go bananas. But bananas are a great snack. But bananas are a great snack, in which case go bananas. <laughs> but no, my snack of choice has been almonds lately. I fucking love Ugh, almonds. Boring. They're delicious. The, the lightly salted kind though, because oh, then they kind of taste like tree bark those, if not. I'm sure they're incredibly unhealthy for you, but the smokehouse almonds... <laughs> Oh, dude, those are so good. I have those now, but they're lightly salted. They're not, those aren't that bad for you. The smokehouse ones are mostly dust. And then it's a a little almond somewhere in the center. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot. I've also been eating a lot of chips and guac and popcorn. Um, Like I said, moderation. Here's, here's. If you're exercising. Here's what I'll say. One, this is a wonderful opportunity that we're never going to, it's not a wonderful opportunity, but this time inside, you can choose to, to, to eat what you want. And when we're all on the other side of this, no one's going to judge you. So if you put on 45 pounds, yeah. Oh, well, you know, Shane, um, what, have, uh, what have you been doing then? I'm, I mean, leads in. No, I'm saying that's sort of been my MO during this quarantine times. But at the same time, me indulging in that philosophy has been pretty tame. Because uh, generally when I go to the store, I don't allow myself to buy unhealthy snacks. Um, because I know I have learned that if I buy a bag of potato chips... I will eat that entire bag of potato chips in one sitting. We discussed this in the top five beatdown episode. I don't know if it made the final yeah. cut. I can't remember. Um, same goes with Oreos. Oreos I don't allow myself to buy because a standard serving, a Shane serving of Oreos is 11 Oreos or so. Um, I've eaten so many. Right. Have I, I don't know if I've mentioned this, but I, 
and this has happened multiple times in my life. I've eaten so many Oreos that the uh, product of my Oreos on the other end of my body smells like Oreos. Yikes. And is that's, that's entirely too much information. Okay, I don't just, know if okay. I needed to know any of Let's it. Let's move on from that then. My point but is... But for the sake of argument, what flavor <laughs> Oreos were they... Uh, classic. Classic. The, the green. Classic. Oh, classic? Yes. Not the cookies So you actually cream? could smell the scent of the Oreo coming it's, out of the... Steven, it's all I could smell. Really? Curious. That's almost... That happens to me sometimes when I go to Taqueria. I, and honestly, mm. I, I invite all of our listeners as well as you guys to give this a try eat so it's like try eating 15 oreos and then see what happens because it'll so happen it's like pleasant asparagus pee this Basically. is the next tiktok challenge <laughs> <laughs> i'm curious i yeah, think it's it, pretty nuts part of that too is like shopping you know i don't shop hungry because I'll go insane and buy as many things as I can. Um, but generally my snacking during quarantine has been like hummus, some pita chips. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I bought fruit like two, two weeks. It was week two of the quarantine. Yeah. I brought, I buy a lot of fruit. We got some carrots. We got some, uh, what else do we have? I don't, uh, some broccoli. Is, I think we've got is carrot a fruit. No, I, I was just, I was saying we have oh, fruits. You, you let into that carrots. as if you, you, okay. You let into that as if, well, carrot is my favorite fruits, fruit. Yeah, and broccoli. <laughs> um, uh, I bought avocados like, <laughs> like week two of the quarantine. And I was like, so excited to make guacamole. And then, cause they felt ripe and I cut into them mm. and they were like stringy and mealy. And I was so sad. I was so sad. I'm, I'm a little scared to buy some of the fruit because of all the idiots out there that are uh, going mm -hmm. to markets and coughing on fruit. As yeah, I've been uh, washing my apples with soap. And then I read on the internet that you're not supposed to do that because the apples can absorb some of the soap. But whatever, you know, oh. hey. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe your poop will I start did. smelling like soap. Maybe. <laughs> I did see a video of one guy going and doing the coughing on the fruit thing and he just got the daylight slapped out of him. <laughs> Yeah, people have been uh, like arrested and charged with felonies for that. So, they should be. Yeah. They should be. Did you see the, crazy. the news about the person who tried to sell like like millions of dollars of fake masks? Fake masks? Fake one, or like they were non-existent. Just like why place an order for millions of, <laughs> and now it's facing like twenty years in prison or something. Well, you can't be doing. Yeah, that. I don't know why. That's well, a that's a, look, I'm, that's I, a, I'm not in favor of violence, but sometimes a can of whoop ass might be necessary. Oh, the old Bergara <laughs> can of whoop ass. Yeah. But the funny part about the video I saw was it wasn't a punch. It was just the firmest slap I have ever seen. Mm -hmm. uh, very satisfying. Anyways. Well, so that, that's a, we, yeah. we got some good answers there. I think, I think the override answer is just know yourself. Know yourself and uh, do what it takes. And to my point about indulging, look, this is a very stressful time. Uh, mm -hmm. If you got a snack, snack. When this is all over, we'll all do our best to be in shape. If it, if it makes you yeah. feel better to exercise and, and, you know, get your calisthenics in, then do that. Um, but don't, don't beat yourself up for, for having some Oreos or even having 16 Oreos and seeing if uh, you can complete the shame a day challenge. I gotta hate Oreos though is the thing. What? Uh, what? Yeah, is the Shame of Day them. challenge is that eleven or fifteen? Let's say fifteen. 
Let's or no, Ooh. make it an even dozen. I feel like you'll get the job done with that. Seems like a really well vetted challenge. I, I mean, I, I've, I, I have not put Oreos. this to the test. I've only witnessed it happening several times in my life and thought, well, that's funny. How many Oreos so, are in a pack? How many? How many come in a pack? I want to say like 40, 50. That's a lot of Oreos. I'm going to Google it right Oreos. now. But we should go to our next question while I Google this. Yeah. The Ryan Bergara Oreo challenge would be eating one because I hate them. It's They're three taste. rows of 15 not, not cookies. According to this website, this year they reduced the package size to 39 39. cookies. Wow. Those bastards. I bet you people are really splitting hairs over over those six Oreos they lost out. (laughs) That's crazy, man. It says Oreo cookies. cookies I feel like nobody knows. Nobody knows how many Oreos are in a pack. You just know that you ate too many. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I mean, look. I get it. I get why they'd be delicious. I just never, I don't like really chocolatey cookies. And well, that's just, actually like, why I like them because the, the chocolate flavor on them is very musky. It's like not overly sweet. It's actually kind of, um, not musky savory. is something you use to describe like cologne. I, I know, I know. And I'm saying Oreos have a delicious muskiness to them. In the chocolate taste. Those might be expired Oreos, Shane. No, no, no. I'm buying these babies fresh every single time. Hmm. Also, to recap, on Shane Madej Oreo takes, his poop smells like Oreos after he eats them. Correct. And he likes that they're musky chocolate. Those are the two things you like about Oreos. Yeah. And they're the best goddamn cookie that you can buy in any given grocery store. Whoa. That's not true. That's completely not true. It's uh, so you don't like Chips Ahoy? House. Yeah, I think they're better than Chips Ahoy, hands down. They're not better than. Oh, this yes, is not turning are. into top five beatdown. The way the they, milk, that is, the way the milk seeps into the chocolate cookie of the Oreo is, um, frankly miraculous. It's breathtaking. It's I don't a know gift if from God. Anyways, let's move on to this last question. Let's end the show on a very serious question here. Oh hell yeah! Uh, this comes from Wizarding Wheezes on Patreon. Uh, how do you navigate friendship breakups? I went through I went th- I went through one with a four year coworker slash lifeline in fall 2018, and I'm still hurting from it. We both thought we were really close, vacationing together, eating out at least once a week, and so many heart to heart conversations. But she didn't like what I had to say about her mistreating another coworker. It blew up really fast, and I kind of wish that I fought for the relationship harder. I know it's not in me to stand down about the work situation, and I know she couldn't hear me because she interpreted it as me being disloyal. Is there a good way to handle those situations? How do you act afterwards? Mm. I hated working with her for the next three months because she was super unprofessional, refusing to look at me and acting like she couldn't hear me when I was relaying work relevant information. At the same time, I knew she was hurting too. Whew. Now this Ooh. is tough. This is this is a tough one. And this is, I picked this because I've always just been curious about when is it right to pull the plug? And that's what this question to me is speaking to. And the answer to that to me is, uh, I think if a relationship has got into the, uh, to a toxic enough point that it is negatively affecting your mental health or how you interact with other people or making you feel bad about yourself, it's totally okay to be like, uh, maybe this relationship isn't the best for me. I think it's, uh, 
the other person should respect that if it comes down to that. Now, I don't know what the situation is here. It sounds like you guys were pretty close and maybe this might be salvageable, but I think you have to go in inward and look at how the relationship makes you feel both now and also when it was going well. Um, if it wasn't a toxic one when you guys were going on well, maybe there's something worth reaching out and reconciling over. But if you know this person made you feel bad all the time about yourself, um, maybe, maybe not. That's my thought about it. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, you brought up a good point, which was the, the salvageable aspect. Like this may or may not be salvageable. I'm assuming that it's not probably given kind of the question is about navigating the friendship breakup. Um, yeah. But I, I do think, you know, it's, it is really hard and it sounds like you, you either made a mistake or they think you made a mistake. And regardless of what actually happened, um, I think what you can do is you can go to that person and you can tell them, I mean, and I, I'm guessing you may already have, but you can tell them, what I would do is I would tell them, hey, uh, you know, this is the reason, reasoning why I acted this way. I felt bad about it. Um, and you could even say, I'm sorry that I did that. Uh, sorry, I'm sorry that hurt your feelings as well. And I would love to at least be friendly with you um, and hopefully friends one day. And what they can say is no. But at that very least, you've put the power in their hands to decide that. And you've also, you know, in, in some ways, given yourself the freedom of knowing that you tried. And then from there, you just yeah. have to like really let it go, which I know is impossible to just do sometimes, but it's going to eat away at you. And so um, if there's any way you can channel that energy that you're thinking about that friend just you know to other people to other groups finding other uh hobbies or other interests that may help you to to get get aside from it because yeah i've seen some pretty nasty friend breakups and i i have been in the middle of them trying to amend them for people and i found that people are just stubborn and they just don't want to give in and you can't change their mind all you can really do is just hope for the best for them you know I, you could pray for them there's not there's really nothing you can do um and so that's just the acceptance stage that I think I would, I would say you got to get to. This is a Someone said something early. to me. It's tough. It's tough. Someone asked me something recently because I, Stephen, you know me and Shane as well. I have had the same group of friends for a long time. I would consider mm -hmm. myself a very loyal person. And someone asked me recently, and the question kind of messed with me for like a week. It was basically like, you have a lot of close friends and they've been your friends for a long time. Do you think you're friends with them because of the actual friendship or because of the history? Whoa. The and I was like, holy shit. Um, Whoa. Well, and I did think about it. And I do think it is. I mean, obviously they go hand in hand and there is one feeding into the other, but I do think it's comes down to what I said before, which is at the end of the day, I enjoy myself around them. I enjoy how they make me feel. And I know they have my back. They're obviously are, you know, times when we disagree with each other, but for the most part, they're not toxic relationships. And I will say that I have had a falling out with a very close friend and we didn't talk for like a year, um, but we did reconcile and we both said sorry. And I think over time, people kind of forget about what they were arguing about and they just remembered the good stuff about the relationship. And if they're willing to kind of put pride aside, they could go back to that. So like it is possible to salvage a relationship because as time goes on, people do kind of mm -hmm. just, mm -hmm. 
they, they ease up a, get, a bit. Time does heal aspects of the mind in that way. But yeah. I would, um, I would, th- yeah, I would agree with that. I would actually probably just sort of walk away from this. I don't, I've never been a person, anytime there's been like even the slightest bit of drama in a, between friends or something, I just kind of give up and walk away. Um, cause like <laughs> you shouldn't, shouldn't be dealing with that really. That's not in the sense that like, if someone is going through something, obviously help yeah. them. But if someone is turning your friendship into some sort of dramatic thing, don't, don't, don't hang out with that person. <laughs> shouldn't be that hard. Um, and that's your choice too. Like, that's what I was saying about like, if the relationship doesn't make you feel good, it's in a toxic, it's a toxic environment. It's your choice to remove yourself from that environment, regardless of how much history is there. But I will say it's, it looks like it's a little bit harder because they're a coworker as well. Yes, for yeah, sure. That's but tough. It sounds like this person is fairly either just stubborn or being immature about it. So I would probably hang that up for now, treat them professional. If they're ignoring you at work and you need to communicate with them, I would go to a higher up and be like, hey, this person is being unprofessional uh, or maybe level with them and say, hey, you know, uh, we have jobs to do here. I don't know where you work. Again, uh, we need more detail. I don't know where, maybe you work at the zoo. Um, you know, look, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta feed these polar bears. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, whatever you do. Um, so yeah, I'd step away from it. Maybe that person will grow a little bit. And if a friendship is meant to be, it will be like Ryan was saying, Ryan was seemingly thrown into a existential crisis by thinking about why he is friends with his friends. I think you're friends with your, if you're friends with someone for 20 years, it's because you're friends. (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah. you, You can, you continue to enjoy each other's company. Um, that's how it works. And I've, I've lost friends over the years, sometimes for reasons that were, you know, pointed other times, things just sort of fade. People go their own separate ways. Uh, and it's fine. That's okay. I've read, I read something once that said like friend, you, you cycle through like a new set of friends every seven years. And I don't know if that's necessarily true nowadays with everyone sort of maintaining their connections so well online. Um, but I've definitely had like a core set of friends. Um, like one of my friends I've known since kindergarten, uh, other friends I've known since other points in grade school, others from high school, others from college, and they all kind of intermingle. There's like a lot of overlap there, but again, there's also friends I've had, you know, in high school who I stuck with for a little while. And then, you know, we sort of went our own separate ways. This is the nature of life. All things end. Um, Someday you'll die and and uh, maybe maybe someone will show up at your funeral. Sorry to bring that all the way to the end there, but I, I think like if you're if it's if it's peace of mind that you're looking forward to, like I think all all of what we just brought up shows that like a friendship breakup is very similar to a breakup. It it happened for a reason, or maybe it's salvageable, maybe it isn't, but it happened for a reason, and it's okay for that to have happened. Like, I think people freak out when they lose a friend. Like that's just not supposed to be something that happens in life. It's not normal. There's a, a little bit more guilt attached to it for whatever reason, Yeah, but it does happen. Um, oh yeah. And, and similar God, to the I, other episode where you're talking this, about how, when you're in the middle of it, it, it probably feels like the, the only thing going on in anyone's life, but you know, you'll make new friends. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, I will, I will just throw in there. I, I do feel for you though. You know, this person was oh, obviously yeah. it's tough. very close to you and you really cared about them a lot. So that's I, why I think I'm sorry that you had to go through it. It's, it's a tough yeah, like, situation. Like to Stephen was saying, say, you know, let them know your thoughts, tell them you care and you'd like to leave it open and then remove yourself from it. And if they come around to it, they'll come around to it. If not, you'll be okay. You'll find other friends or maybe you have other friends currently just focus on them more. Um, let, let life take its course. Yeah. I'll, I'll say one last thing here and then we'll move on. Say it uh, right. Well, then we'll I end. Think another this thing, is the last question, yeah, baby. This is the last question. I think another thing too, is that just like in a romantic relation, relationship and, you know, a friendship, people change like they grow and they mm -hmm. become different as time goes on and sometimes you don't grow and change in the same way as either your partner or your friends and that's why these things happen it's not because someone did anything wrong or something in particular it's just that's just how it is um and sometimes like you could make the effort to 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 still you know <laughs> have the relationship be strong but that's i guess like a an indicator of like I guess where you are in your respective past. But the point being is it's okay if it happens. If Ryan got really into um, mountain climbing and went mountain climbing every single weekend, I wouldn't be friends with him anymore. Just mountain climbing. Huh? I was going to, I thought you were going to say like, if Ryan got really into like, you know, some far right shit. And <laughs> well, that is <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah. And I started like, you know, buying out targets, tiki torches or something like that. Then yeah, like, yeah no. I get it. Like, well, yeah, for sure that. But also oh, mountain my car, climbing. My, my, if you just my, suddenly my cargo like, short inventory. If because you know sometimes when people get into something and then they're like, well, uh, you don't know anything about that. I got these friends. Uh, I got some. Yeah, you should. My new friends uh, who I go mountain climbing with. Yeah. Cut it off. Yeah. Just end it at that point. Yeah. So there you go. Maybe uh, maybe you could apply that to your situation, Wizarding Weezes. If this person is also a mountain climber, then you know for sure it wasn't. It was ill fated to begin with. Wasn't meant to be. Well, that that's a very serious end of the podcast. But, you know, we could talk about serious topics, too, you, you, you know? That's true. And we also talked about um, Oreo poop. So a, a yeah, healthy you know? balance here. A healthy balance. <laughs> but not of Oreos. <laughs> no, no, no. Of topics. I have a very unhealthy balance of Oreos in my life. I don't want to know any more about your balances. <laughs> because, like, now I'm just smelling them. I'm telling you. A very pleasant smell. I think that does it for this week. Uh... If you want to submit questions to a future episode, reminder, you can email us at hwydpod at gmail.com or swing over to patreon.com slash watcher. And we'll see you next week. Maybe you'll Thanks get an answer from Shane, my shit don't stink my day. Oh. <laughs> Bye.